Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Coffee Date with Purpose. It's a day early. I know I'm going to throw you all off and views will probably be a little slower coming in, but that's okay. I just want to welcome everyone. Welcome those who are watching on the live. If you're watching the replay, that's totally fine too. And we welcome everyone who is listening on the podcast. Today we're a little early. I have a couple of meetings in the next two Thursdays. So for the next two weeks, we're actually going to be meeting Wednesday morning instead of Thursday morning. So same time, just a day early. I have a, a section meeting tomorrow with all of my pastors from Hamilton area. And then the next week, I am taking my mom on a road trip to Ottawa. So um, it's going to be a, a little bit of a busy couple of weeks. So we're just bumping it up one day. Glad that you're here. Oh, we see people coming in. So glad that you have joined this morning. Thank you. I didn't throw too many off. That's awesome. Welcome, welcome everyone who is joining. So glad that you are all here. Well then. So coffee mug of the day. Of course we've had, I think we're, we're on a, a rotation now where we're going to start repeating all the mugs that I've had. I think this was a Christmas present last year uh, from a friend of mine. So this is one of those comfy mugs, you know, like check out that handle. Like that's a nice handle. <laughs> Welcome everyone. Uh, last week I encouraged you if you are listening on the podcast to do a review and then I did have somebody ask me they didn't know how to do that. So I did figure it out. So if you are able, go on to Spotify. Would love for you just to do a little review for me there on the podcast. That would be amazing. So if you go on to Coffee Date with Purpose podcast, when you see uh, my picture there, the front of the, the cover picture, you're going to see those lovely three dots. Uh, you click on those and then you'll see stars. If you can click... Um, hopefully a five star. That would be lovely if you could do that for me. <laughs> I would appreciate it. But if you're able to go on there, that would give me a review and just help kind of some of my listening uh, kind of be bumped up a little bit. Would really appreciate that. So today we're going to get right into the word today. Let me know, by the way, what you're drinking. Are you drinking coffee this morning? What are you drinking? Oh, I have that, that coffee that I had the other day I told you about, um, like with the caramel. Oh, so good. Okay, today we're going to talk about the difference between condemnation and conviction, okay? We are going to uh, discuss what the two differences are. Because a lot of times I hear people say, you know, how the enemy will put thoughts into your mind. And sometimes we have a hard time differentiating between what is the enemy and maybe what is God. And a lot of times he will put, the enemy will put thoughts into our mind that will make us feel like, huge sinners, less than, horrible people, blah, blah, blah. And so today I just really felt um, to talk about the difference between condemnation, which comes from the enemy, and conviction that comes from God. So we're going to talk about what the two of those look like, the differences that they are, and how maybe it can help you to kind of just maneuver through those thoughts in your mind when you're having those feelings um, of all those kind of things. So um, Linda says she's having coffee and peanut butter banana protein shake. Wow, that sounds delightful. <laughs> okay, so conviction versus condemnation. So when you are sensing... You know, you're, you're involved 
I can say involved in a sin or you're, you have something that comes to your mind that is sinful or you're feeling like something that you're doing, going through something is either wrong or you shouldn't. So in those moments, you will either feel like this, this, this kind of like heavy, weighty guilt where you, where it's hopeless, where you literally feel like there's a heaviness that you just, you know, that you can't get away and all of a sudden starts to tear you down where you are feeling uh, like there's no way out. There's no way up. There's no way that anybody will ever forgive you. There's like this weighty heaviness. That would be condemnation that comes from the enemy, okay? God, when we are uh, in, say, walking in a sinful journey or if we're doing something that God doesn't want us to do or we're uh, involved in something that he doesn't want us to be involved in, he will convict us. And the difference with conviction is when it comes from the Lord, it's going to come with where he's going to give you, you know, some direction, some GPS kind of coordinates of a way out. Okay. He is going to give you hope. He's not going to leave you feeling hopeless. He is going to feel, uh, help you to feel loved because, um, he doesn't want you to, he's not going to ignore the sin and he's not going to just be like, uh, no, we'll just, we'll pretend it's, we'll pretend it's not there. He's not going to, he's going to make you aware of your sin, but he's not going to leave you in a hopeless state. Okay. He is going to bring you to a place that, um, you realize that there is a way out, that there is, um, you know, that you can kind of find a better life, that if you set that particular sin aside, if you decide to walk away from that, that you will find hope, you will find love, you will find joy and peace and comfort. Whereas the opposite of that is the enemy leaving you with con uh, condemnation and feeling like you are less than and you can never ever get out of this and you can never ever uh, find a way that is better. Okay, so those are the two differences between condemnation that comes from the enemy and conviction that comes from God. So I have a really cool quote from a gentleman named Bob Sorge. And this is, this is a super cool quote. Okay. So listen to this. The purpose of the voice of condemnation is to push you away from the presence that which is the very source of your victory. The purpose of the voice of conviction is to uh, press you into the face of Christ. I can't even tell you how much I love that quote so much. So when you are sensing condemnation, it literally uh, pushes you away from God. It literally takes you to that place where you are not wanting you you just feel like so horrible that you can't even talk to God you you know like you're you're guilt ridden and you just you you stop praying you start reading your bible you start you know come, maybe stop going to church uh you just you you walk away from your relationship with the Lord whereas conviction pushes you to the face of Christ. It literally draws you in. When God is convicting you of your sin, it's because he loves you so much that he doesn't want to leave you in the space where you're at. He loves you so much that he wants you to grow and become a better person, a better, stronger ambassador for him. 
So when he does conviction, when there's conviction that is brought on by God, it's not guilt-ridden. It's brought in with love and kindness and hope for the future. He's drawing you to himself. He's not pushing you away. That's what the enemy is doing. When you're feeling pushed away from God, that is the enemy. And you need to tell him like straight out, just get out of my head because Jesus is victorious and I have victory in Christ. Okay. But when you're starting to feel that kind of like conviction moment, then, you know, press into Christ, press into him and go, okay, God, what is, what am I doing? What's in my life? What do I need to clean out? What are, what's the source of the and what is the direction? What's the path of getting out of that? So a couple of scripture verses that I want to give you, because we've got to back this up with scripture, right? Romans 8, 1, it says, therefore, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So right there, the word of God tells us that Christ will not condemn us of our sin. He will the opposite. He will convict you of the sin. Okay. So let's look at the story of the woman uh, caught in adultery. Okay. Just some more, some more scripture to kind of give to you. John eight, the woman that was caught in adultery, the Pharisees and the Sadducees decide that they, they caught her and they want to try to catch Jesus, you know, kind of like trip, trip him up a little bit and how he's going to respond to this situation because they know that he doesn't condemn sin. So they want to try to trip him up a little bit and see how he will respond to a blatant uh, situation of sin. Okay. So the Pharisees, Sadducees grab this woman who is in the moment is in caught in an adulterous act. So right there, I just want to talk about um, think about the magnitude of the embarrassment, okay? So she's caught in the act, which means basically, sorry, plug your ears if you're little, um, she's in the middle of having sex with somebody, okay? She's probably naked and, and they get her from in the middle of her being caught in this situation and they drag her out basically into like, the town square, okay? They bring her out where she is in front of everybody. She's probably naked or scantily dressed because she just was in a very private, personal moment with somebody. Um, in a sinful way, yes, but she, you know, so they've dragged her out. So right away they've caused embarrassment, they've caused guilt, they've caused hopelessness, they've caused, you know, all of this, all of these horrible, like, feelings of condemnation is put on her by the religious leaders. And then they bring her to Jesus and they ask Jesus, okay, so how are you going to respond to this? And I love Jesus's reaction. I encourage you to go and read the story if you haven't already before. Jesus looks at her. He recognizes that, yes, what she was doing absolutely was sin. But instead of condemning her in the moment, in front of everybody, embarrassing her and pointing out all of her horrible sins and pointing out all the horrible things that she's done, instead of pointing out her and her sin, he turned it and he said to all of the religious leaders, he said, if any one of you have never sinned before, then you go ahead right now and throw the first stone because they wanted to stone her. They wanted to kill her. That's that would, would be what would the norm be in this situation. 
So Jesus put it back on them and said, if you have never killed somebody, or sorry, if you've never done sin, uh, then you get to throw the first stone. One by one, they all put their stones down and walked away because they were all guilty of sin. Can I just tell you, we talked about this maybe a week or two ago. All have sinned. We read scripture on that, uh, I think it was last week. Everyone has sinned before. So Jesus is telling them, like, if you haven't sinned, hey, then you go ahead because, you know, you're perfect. The only person that was perfect in that moment was Jesus Christ. So eventually all of the religious, religious leaders that were accusing her, that were condemning her, left. And Jesus says to her, where are your condemners? Where are your accusers? And she's like, they're gone. And so Jesus says some very important things to her. Where are your accusers, uh, the ones who condemn you? She says they're gone. And he says, okay, I don't condemn you either. The word of God says he will not condemn us, but pay attention now, hang on. What he does say is he says, go and sin no more. So he recognizes the sin. He doesn't condemn her but he recognizes it. So he's not making excuses for it. He's not ignoring the fact that she was caught just a few moments ago in an adulterous situation, in a sinful situation. He's not ignoring that, but he is giving her hope and he is showing her love and compassion. And he is drawing her to himself. He is letting her know that he loves her. So, so he doesn't just, um, he doesn't con condemn her, but he gives her conviction and, and encourages her to be better. Man, that's good, eh? I pray that this speaks to your heart today. When you have those moments coming into your mind and you, you know, cause I, I have a lot of people come to me and they're like, oh, God's really beating me up about whatever. No, he's not. God will not beat you up about something. That is not the Lord. He will not condemn you. Yes, he will convict you. Yes, he will show you that you are in a sinful situation or you're doing something wrong or your attitude is wrong or the things you're doing is wrong, but he will show you a way out and he will point you to himself to become better. He will not leave you hanging in that guilty, yucky feeling. Let me know if this spoke to you today. Let me know if this encouraged you today. I pray, I pray, I pray that it did. We're going to take a few minutes to pray. And I just encourage you today to write in those comments. God shows me my, no, we got to make this shorter. Let's, let's write in the comments today. Thank God for his love that leads me to a better place. Something like that. Write that in the comments. You know what to do. Let's just take a second to pray. God, I just thank you for today. Thank you for my friends who are watching. And God, I pray that you would be the louder voice in their minds. Lord God, I pray that people would sense and understand the difference between the enemy's voice and the Lord's voice. And God, that they would see how much you love them and how much you want better for them. So God, be around about them, I pray. In Jesus' precious name, amen. 
This Sunday at Cedar Church, we're going to be talking about hearing the voice of God. So I encourage you to come on out to Cedar View Church, 1030 a.m. Would love to have you there. Thanks for joining, everyone. Please be sure to click that share button. And if you're listening on the podcast, go to Spotify. Give me a review. Um, hopefully, you know, uh, five star if you feel so inclined. God bless everyone. Have an amazing day. See you soon.